sunshine Good evening, good evening, good evening. We are back, the Making Progress crew. I am Brantley Taylor, and I'm here as always with our crew. We got a special guest in the house. Uh, we're going to go with EJ, and we're going to allow him to introduce himself just in a second, but we're going to go around as usual. And first, we're going to start with Miss David. Hello, money, 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 money. Yes, it is David Jones. I am wealthy.com independent financial advisor helping people to understand money and how it can work for you i have a flair for money and i want to be able to share it with you katamate katamate you got the best introduction though you really do thank you thank you i worked on it shoot i mean go ahead tim so i am timothy allen and i am going to go with the tagline self uh serial self-described serial entrepreneur I'm uh, here to give all the information that I, I'm here to give all the mission, all the information that I have that anybody wants to get and get in line with to accomplish their goals and their dreams. We are here. I'm here. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Carrick Taylor, uh, one fourth of a mighty ABC crew. Uh, you can catch us live every Friday on Facebook. Uh, if you know somebody that loves music. Send them our way. Also, if they like to uh, have their music heard, send it to abccrewpodcast at gmail.com. Getting my foot wet as far as into the entrepreneurship side of things. Trying to learn as we go. So, please enjoy what we do. And uh, if you know anybody else that needs this, make sure you're sharing it. Share, share, share. All right, as I said, you know, nickname is EJ. I'm Edward Jones II, also known as uh, AKA DJ Jew Beats. I am a, a young entrepreneur. I've been a young entrepreneur since I was five years old doing DJing. But also, I am uh, going into a new endeavor, becoming a financial advisor as well. All right, all right. And I'm Brantley Taylor. Uh, we're proud to have our, our guest in here today, and I'm excited about today's show. Uh, a little bit of conversation before the show, you know, getting everybody kind of in the groove and relaxing a little bit. But we want to talk today. So we've been through, you know, identifying who you are, what challenges you face and everything. And then, you know, in episode two, we talked about having that business mindset. So today we're going to come to that third hurdle and we're all going to speak from personal standpoints. And then we're going to share a little bit of information about you know, how you can do this. And let's just go ahead and talk about it. Overcoming fear. Let's just say, you know, it's not always being scared of something that will happen. A lot of times we get hung up on what could happen. And that's what we're all working together to try to overcome. Uh, In my listening today, you know, I always listen to YouTube, listening to Jim Rohn, uh, Les Brown, all kinds of motivational speakers. And I heard an interesting acronym for fear, and it's uh, false evidence appearing real. So we're going to go around real quick, and we want everybody to share a personal situation where they had to overcome fear. We'll start with you, David. Oh, so you know what? I'm going to tell you a recent story because I think a lot of people always feel like it's in the past and you got over that but even recently as late as august i happened to miss my flight leaving dc coming back to knoxville well they actually changed up the flight plans and there was this gentleman i happened to meet there in dc and um he was a little irate he was kind of pissed and it was really cool because i was able to keep my composure because i was watching him i was filling him out Um, As it went along, he happened to be in Oak Ridge. So we made great friendship and we started talking and found out that he had a great multi-million dollar business and he was still looking for a financial advisor. Well, it was a great opportunity for me to, of course, reach out into a different market and touch and get my first independent millionaire. It's different when you're working for somebody else and you get a millionaire, but when you get your first own independent millionaire... So he said, give me a call at the first of the year. I put it off. I really hadn't talked to him. 
I didn't know what he was going to say or feel. Did he forget about August? Did, you know, those little calls, the emails, mm-hmm. are they working? Are they dripping? So the first came for 12 days. I sat around and I was just pussyfooting. It was like, do I call him? Do I wait? Do I call him? Do I wait? I finally picked up the phone and I dialed his number and he picked up there on the other end and he was like, hey, it's my favorite financial advisor. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. when I mean to tell you that I was in a sense of fear for no reason. I was afraid to call the millionaire. I was afraid that I wasn't of the certain caliber that he would want to work with me because there's so many different firms and there's so many different people that he could work with. But when he answered that phone, he eliminated all of my fear. And mind you, I procrastinated. I was the one who was dragging my feet about calling him and reaching out to him. And all I needed to do was take that chance. So it's funny that you have the acronym that's um, the false evidence appearing real because I've heard the opposite of it that is face everything and rise. And that is where I have to operate from a sense of. And that was just another sense that I didn't realize that I was the person that was getting in the way of the situation. And I have to overcome my fear and do what I need to do. So that's my quick story about wow. me just good trying story. to overcome my fear. That's a good one. So, and, and I think that that's common with all of us. You know, we we all have to face everything and rise. I think that's that's healthy because we can all pretend that the elephant ain't in the room and it don't stink. And we can just <laughs> close our nose and everything. But we have to face. And it's amazing you know, I think we can all agree that like more than half the things we imagine in our heads never materialize, mm-hmm. but they can paralyze us from doing things that could change the course of our life forever. Absolutely. So again, thank you for that. I mean, it's definitely an encouragement for us. Uh, we're going to shift to Tim now. Same, same premise. Give us a personal situation where you had to overcome fear. Next time, allow me to go first. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> You done put uh, Dwayne Brown in front of me. <laughs> Can't come behind that. Can't kiss myself. <laughs> we do the cape on it. She coming up. Okay, you gonna make me go into my archive. I'm going in the archive on this one, and I think it uh, resonates. This is actually a real personal story. So uh, a lot of you guys may not know, but my first job—well, not that one. My first paying job was United States Army. I went in at 19. And uh, in order to be close to home, I decided to join the Airborne. And I uh, never thought about the whole thought through until it was the day I got to the Airborne school. And uh, Airborne is when you jump out of a plane with nothing but you in the parachute, and rucksack and a gun. But I uh, never thought about the whole process until uh, I got to the base. So I never told anyone, but I'm afraid of heights. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I know. Mm. I know. And this was the first time that I had to really actually touch a real live fear. And I found mm. out what I'm really afraid of. I ain't afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling. Mm. <laughs> More even, I'm afraid of landing uh, after the fall. So they got this thing. It's called standing in the door. Uh First week of the, the jump school, it's on the ground. It's cool. Second week, it's a makeshift tower 30 feet off the ground, hooked to the stack line. I mean, the last week is the tower week, where they got a 250-foot tower, and they let you go and let you feel the motion of falling. And that's kind of concerning, but long story short, when we go to jump out the first time, the first person in the line has to stand in the door uh, of the plane being opened. Wind blowing in your face. And fortunately, it was not me the first time. I was right behind the guy, very thankfully. But still, it's enough to make you swallow your heart, especially when you're afraid of falling. Only thing that made me, well, I'm the kind of guy, there was a little woman about the size of David, tough as nails, wasn't smiling, wasn't looking, had no fear. And I drew on her energy. I said, if this little lady can get in here and look tough as nails than I can too. So I, I drew my fear away from myself and I put it in somebody's strength. And that's what I do even to this day. So when I get afraid, I go find somebody. Help us talk this through. Let's put it on the table. Let's figure it out so we can get to the other side. Because I think what happens is when you start on one side, fear 
is the only thing keeping you from what you're really supposed to have. And okay. when you get past that fear, all the lessons that you're supposed to have, everything you're supposed to get, other side of fear. Let's go. That's a great story. I mean, it took, took practical application and, and where, you know, you overcame apprehension and you took, you know, drawing strength from others. And that's another part of this podcast is where we are all coming together to gather strength from each other. We don't want anybody to think that we are not real live human beings. We go through things too. Right. And this is how we all learn and grow together. I mean, we are business owners. We are business producers. We are creative. We have all talents that we can lend to the world. So, you know, overcome that fear and join in. Get started on what you need to get started on today. So with that, we take it to our creative extraordinaire, Mr. Carrick Taylor, and, and give us a situation, a personal situation. My first disclaimer, uh, disclaimer rather, is I'm not human. Oh, all right. Today. Okay. I made a decision, you know, I'm, I don't want to be human. What do you identify as, sir? I'm still trying to figure that out. Formerly known as. <laughs> Word. Nah, but uh, when it comes to fear, man, my biggest thing is being artistic and having... Um, <laughs> having uh, the art that you want people to hear is no wait a minute because that was a straight up human moment <laughs> I own it okay so for everybody's listening what happened it. was um, we usually have some adult beverages to really enjoy this evening and Gatorade Gatorade yes Gatorade, Gatorade. Oh, mm-hmm absolutely so Ah. it would seem that one of my uh, co-hosts decided that he wanted to pour from the bottle without taking the top off not me though not me one two three not it (laughs) not it (laughs) it's happened to everybody I'm not the first oh snitches get stitches alright please I'm sorry continue on continue on but uh getting to the point to where I was willing to share my my poetry songwriting ability with people and for the longest I never did do that because I was too concerned with people's opinions if they would like it I'm like the biggest thing for me is like I've got up so last year went to a little poetry slam read one of my poems there shaking in my boots but I did it anyways um, and then get to the point to where like if you follow me on Facebook, I put all types of poetry on there. I wouldn't do that before. But it got to a point where it was like, I can't sit here and just let this sit. If I, if they feel it, they feel it. If they don't, some if there's one person that will enjoy it. It's about like me getting up every morning, saying good morning on Facebook. At first, I was a little apprehensive because... You're thinking about everybody else's feelings. But Come it gets to a shell. point, you have to say, look... They might not like it, but guess what? It's not for you. Right. If you don't want to hear it or if you don't want to see it, you got an easy choice. Right. Get off my Facebook and I'm not going to bother yours. But it's for people that sometimes they need that in the morning. They need somebody to tell them good morning. Why? Because they're not going to hear it. Mm-hmm. They need somebody to say good evening. Mm-hmm. It's basically like you're asking them how they're doing or you're showing them that, hey, somebody out there is actually caring enough to at least tell me good morning. Right. right. So, it's just, I'm, I've, I believe, I'm, I know I'm getting better at not worrying about what people have to say. Right. Just going in and doing it. I like, to, to, to be honest and truthful, one of the biggest fears I had was when we started the ABC Crew Podcast. Why? Because I'm about to be going live, drinking. Mm-hmm. Using cuss words and stuff that I normally don't use. And you know who's on our page. Moms is on the page. It's right. just, I'm 40 years old and I'm worried about what my mom is going to think about me being on here. Because your mom say right. good morning to you every morning. You, you best know it. You best know it. Right. Yeah. My mom can be sitting right beside me and, I, and she'll say good morning to right. me on Facebook before she talks to me. But guess what? She does it and I love it. Right. right. God bless her. But it's one of those things where I was worried as far as I don't want her 
to see me as a disappointment. But then I had to put it up on myself and say, look, you're not hurting nobody. Right. You're not doing that. And you're a grown man. You grow, okay. it's, it's growth. That's what you're, it is. You're a grown man. So right now you have to do this. And she's just going to have to understand it. She doesn't say anything about it. She just she's human she lets too. it be. And she t- right. we still have our conversations. Right. And which is good. Right. And she could easily show. And I, I think the biggest one that I was worried about is my pops. With him being a minister and everything, he plus we've had our fair share of run-ins where we have done some of the stupidest things. He ain't really dwelled on it, but I know sometimes he look at us like, "God, dog, you, what, what are you thinking?" But he doesn't say anything about it either. So it's one of those things that I think they understand. I was too worried about the you know disappointment. They understand they've been they they lived their life. And I have to live my life the way I feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so and so you used your apprehension to help others, and that's how you overcame fear, right? Pretty much, man. And Tim, you drew off the energy of, of someone, and you imagined something happened, and it didn't happen. That dog didn't have no teeth. Didn't have no and teeth you at all. Running running from trying from to bite. No. Nope. Yeah, oh, but. Yeah, my fear was absolutely. I mean, yeah, you mean you? I couldn't. Could I couldn't. Died. I couldn't I hardly move. Die. Right before. Right, it, it paralyzed. Yeah, it paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't move. My legs was not working properly. Sure. Right. So, so Edward, I mean, you heard, you know, somewhat about what we're about. You've heard the intros. You've heard kind of the personal tapes. Um, you know, so we want to get, you know, your opinion if you'll lend it. You know, give us some some personal. Output from your life, you know, a one personal situation where you had to overcome fear. Well, I'm gonna go a different route. My okay. story's a little different. Um, I guess today was a day that I kind of. Um, I'm gonna start with two scenarios. Today is a day that I kind of conquered my fear. You know, I've always wanted to become a, a business owner. I've always wanted to be a person to help someone. Um, so today, I took you know the leap to come and speak to Miss you know, the vet to give me the information to become that business owner, to become that person that I can help somebody. Um, and the second route is I'm still trying to um, conquer fear in another situation um, as being a DJ, being a local um, a local DJ here in Knoxville. You know, you see the DJ prime times, you know, you see the, you know, you see the DJ AWOLs that I went to school with. Um, that is um, same age as me, um, doing big things. You know, sponsored DJ now, only twenty, you know, twenty two, twenty three years old. You know, you also have the, you know, the um, DJ Leno. You know, who went to Austin East as well. And look at him. You know, he's he's known. And you know, it come to me. You know, I feel like I feel like I have the, I have more passion than they do. Like saying I love. You know, I'm not bashing anybody because you know their craft is just as great as my craft. But um, I just feel like, you know, I bring a different thing to the table, but I'm scared. I guess I'm, you know, I'm fearing that, you know, I don't have the support or I don't, you know, I'm trying to figure out the way to throw it out there because, um, like I said, I'm local. I don't, not, not a lot of people know me. Um, so the thing is, I want to be on the same platform as them, you know, doing right. gigs, you know, almost every every weekend or, you know, during the week, like, you know, traveling, you know, it's something that I love to do, music. Music is what I love to do. DJing is what I love to do, you know, and, you know, just trying to conquer that fear to say, you know, I don't care what people think. Let me just keep spamming that, you know, spamming my craft out there. You know, that's something I'm trying to conquer right now. That's the way, straight to it. I yeah. Mean, I think in all my experiences with fear that, like David said, it's not what you think. Our minds play the worst trick on the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. We start saying, oh, they're going to hate me. They ain't going to feel me. They ain't going to love me. They're going to run me back in the house or whatever. But beyond that, it's never what you think it is. And if it is, it's always tomorrow. So you just got to put yourself out there. Know that you are. Uh, I think what it really boils down to is genuine confidence everybody wants it but when you are confident you're confident to say that if i win i win if i lose it's a lesson i'm gonna keep going forward Mm -hmm. it's systematic it's not that uh if i fail it's over if i fail i'll figure it out i'm looking for the nose 
Because when I find the no's, it means the yes is still behind it. I ain't mean to get too motivational, but I no, ooh. I mean, and that's where that's where it <laughs> comes <laughs> from because you got me want to flip the table over. Whoa, <laughs> no, wait, wait a minute, hold on, my drink over here. So well, I mean, I'm saying that kind of motivation. Fix, flip you it over it. and hey, fix man. that little wobbly I'm that, part. I'm do that okay. for this week, <laughs> this week, I'm that guy. And 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 even still, you have to have a level of confidence. I think that is the best transition because being able to have that level of confidence. I can still sit in here in my office with a wobbly, raggedy table because I know somebody else don't have an office. I heard that. You know, those are where we have to not even worry about the small yeah. things and we need to focus on the bigger picture. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have. Absolutely. That's right. exactly right. right. There's no need to be a constant pessimist. Right. I mean, you know, we pessimism's played out. We didn't out. hear your fish story. We didn't. You, 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 right. you get away sometimes. No, no. Because he's about to say it with his chest. <laughs> Come on, Kevin Hart. I don't. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad. I'm glad you smiled. So, so my fear was, um, you know, I'm vertically challenged. And me too. And playing, you know, sports, there was always always that moment. Like, am am I going to go out here and you know embarrass myself, embarrass my family, and you know, it's just like going out and seeing that I have just as much ability as everybody else. You know, I appreciate you. I appreciate my dad. I appreciate my uncle. Never took it easy on me. I did not, I could not even hang with them until we was all teenagers and, and growing up. That gave me the confidence I needed to realize that, you know, there's really nothing to be afraid of and, you know, attack what you want. You know, don't just go out, you know, half-heartedly because, you know, you can accept what you were just saying. You can accept a loss as long as you gave your best effort. Come on. You know. Right. If, if all you got is all you got, it's yeah. great. But is that all you got? Right. And that's where you have to challenge yourself to, you know, if I'm going to move on to greatness, I got to be make sure I'm going in that direction with all I got. Absolutely. And maybe you still hone your craft, and, and speaking specifically to the DJing, you hone your craft while you're building your business. Right. While you're building your financial planner business. Once the income overtakes that, now you get to do what your passion is. Or put them together. Throw and, a party. And now you have combined two skills that you possess and you open up a new market. Be your whole self. You having a happy hour networking issue. That's what it is. You know, that's your event. That's people you sponsored by you, hosted by you. You know, these are things that can get you to where, and that's what we want everybody to get to, to do what you want to do as a passion. David said in a previous show, if you could, if money was not an object, what would you do? And I, I keep hearing you helping people, yeah. helping people, yeah. helping people. And I, I know that's where we all are. And that's why we can be destined to succeed because we are all looking to help people. But I think a big common thread, and we'll go around the table because I think a big part of everybody's overcoming fear is removing self-doubt. To your issue, you, you talked yourself out of it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, I had to because I wasn't going to make no money. Scared money don't make no money. Right. And that's the whole thing where you have to be able to just overcome that and say, I'm going to do it because... We've all been in a situation where you wanted to ask the girl the guy out and you didn't do it and your friend came in and he asked the girl out and you're like, dang, dang. he came across so cold. Dang, like, people. I got so much more game than him. I could. He knew I liked it. He knew he did. it. Yes. Right. yes. And he still asked her out. Do shot, brother. Do shot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, took their number, got her. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that was a fighting so, temptation. Oh, no, <laughs> anybody missed that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I know that there are so many different things that we have to overcome on a daily basis. But you got to really stand in the fact of who you are and what you bring to the table. You yes. have to have that sense of confidence that says, you know, I am wealthy, I'm smart, I'm accomplished. EJ, I'll say to you, when all of those other kids was out there building their brands and their businesses, they weren't getting a degree like you did. And you need to stand on that and say, 
But I took the time to get my degree that's going to allow me to not only do this, but to do that. I am now the business owner. I can leverage this in such a tremendous way. So don't even look at it from the standpoint of, okay, well, they got a bigger following than me. Uh, I got a bigger income potential because now I can work not only the business aspect of it, but I can also get down and dirty and be able to run the digital, the wow. um, DJing portion of it as well. Wow. So now you are both sides of the coin and they don't have that and as far as the market you'll be able to leverage that on a much bigger platform not just here locally but to be able to take that from different venues to venues use your business mind frame to build that out in such an extraordinary way i see that in you i believe that in you and it's just a matter of time before it comes to fruition so i praise you and i really feel like you just don't worry about what they're doing. You walk your walk. You keep your eyes on your paper, and your paper will surely come. That's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> I had my hand up old-fashioned first grade style. But I was going to <laughs> just so I would uh, know that I'm next. But what I was going to tell you is this. Everybody, not just yourself, but everybody listening, everybody has a different path and a way to go. Mm-hmm. And you can't look at somebody else's lane and say, well, their lane is faster or their lane is slower because can't nobody do what you've done because of your experience. Uh, I think uh, a lot of times people uh, compare, but the only thing that you should compete with, you, EJ, you, audience, is yesterday. That's the only thing you should compete with. And when you're doing that, you can't help but win. Exactly. I just want to share that with you and the audience. I mean, because we are talking about overcoming fear. So these are real situations. I just appreciate everybody sharing. I tell you what I do. I go back and listen to them, and I be getting amped up. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, I mean, this conversation, uh, yeah, I'm a part of it, but this conversation is necessary because uh, if you tune into it, you can get the truest benefit. That's right. And you have to be, you do have to be engaged because... We, we're going to help each other overcome. And, you know, again, when you remove self-doubt, you've removed the biggest obstacle yet. That's a Relax. <laughs> That's an advertisement That's some right Harlem Knights stuff. stuff she right. Can say. <laughs> right. Right. Got my mouth already for some orange juice. Ah. And all you got is a swallow. Right, right. Oh. So, so what I want to talk about next, um, you know, again, we are moving fear out of the way. We're, we're limiting self-doubt. We are, we are overcoming. We are achieving. We are going to do, you know, uh, David, Tim, Carrie, we've all talked about I am, saying how powerful I am. is. I'm going to do this. I am. You know, and another thing I want to add to that is until. I'm going to keep pursuing that until. I'm going to keep going after that until. And if you stay hungry, you know, you won't, you know, you can either feed doubt or you can feed faith. You can't feed both. both, Right. And you got to let that faith eat. And no, you can't. You know, it's nice to say the cliches when everything's going good, but when everything falls, are you going to believe in yourself? Are you going to have that self, you know, turn the self-doubt into self-confidence? You know, turn the I am and I can uh, doesn't look like I, I will, you know, just start using more of a, and, and change your vocabulary, you know, get that stuff in your mind. Yeah. You, you know, a personal habit I've done this year, just starting out is like I said, less music, mm-hmm. you know, more right. education, right. You know, while you're riding in your car, that's a classroom, mm-hmm. get stuff in your brain and you can retrain your brain and start applying practical applications. So again, that's what I want to get to now to, Kill the self-doubt, you know. Right, but what you listening to? Right now, I'm listening to Les Brown. I'm listening to Jim Rome. Um, Thanks for saying Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I, I'm sending those, and, and they, they really speak to me. Uh, we are all on a group text. We share information. We just try to encourage each other. We try to uplift each other. YouTube is a wealth of knowledge, and it's absolutely free. Right, Take advantage of all your resources. Uh, I reopened up Think and Grow Rich. Shout out Napoleon Hill. I went back, you know, going to redo that one again. Uh, David Bach, Automatic Millionaire. You know, fill your brain with with better information. I mean, forget the news. It's going to be what it is. Somebody we like or don't like is going to be in a position of power 
that ain't got anything to do with us. That's not impacting us. But they got them four for fours. That's right. Four for four. <laughs> Let me get my junior bacon with no tomatoes. <laughs> but learn learn to work on yourself and you can kill that self-doubt. So I want to go around the table and we'll ask everybody, share something you do as a practical application in your life to kill self-doubt. I'll go first. Cause I don't oh, yeah. We're going to let Tim go yeah. first. They've been going to kill us again. She is so talented. No, no, no. I'm saying kill in a good way. Slay, if that's the word. So, yeah, what I do, practical application, anybody can uh, to do it. It's going to sound um, kind of choir boy, but Proverbs complete. Uh, Proverbs gives me a lift. Like, I use it in the gym. And uh, just the phrases, the, the, it's not even phrases. It's actually speaking to my spirit. So if I ever down and I can't go no further... I hop in Proverbs. That's a great place to start. Uh, for anybody that's not familiar with the Bible, Proverbs is a great because it's the book of wisdom. And the important thing about is taking in anybody can get knowledge becomes wisdom when you apply it to your life. So again, like he's saying, practical application. It's fair to say, Tim, you've taken a lot of Proverbs and applied it to your life. It's fair to say that, right? Absolutely. Right, so it comes, it becomes wisdom when you finally apply it to your life. David, what are some of your tips and secrets? How do we apply this killing the self doubt? Um, I wake up every morning and I say, "Thank you, Lord. I'm so grateful. And I'm so thankful." I just immediately just waking up out of that. I want to be able to be grateful and thankful for another day and for all the opportunities that come out that come along my way. So that's so important to me. Um, and then from there, I'll usually go in and listen to a podcast while I'm getting dressed. So like you said before, I don't even have to wait till I get in the car. I've got my sound click on. I'm listening to Chanel Cooper Sykes. And then if that's on sound click, it'll very easily jump over to another podcast. Um, there was a there's another one, Marissa Peer, that I love um, that I listen to her. I am enough. Um, there's another one. I can't think of her name. But she is working for a principle of love and above. Okay. But being able to have those constant re reaffirmations that just my mindset before I even leave the house. Right. Like, you know, I may scroll through Facebook, but a lot of times I'm looking at it from the standpoint of I want to connect with my people, but I want to connect them with the information that I have. Right. So that's pretty much what my processes are. I'm going to be listening to that. I mean, I'll... I'll be outside and listening to my audios before I even come to work because I just want to get my head right. It's so important. They'll say those first thoughts that you feed yourself in yeah. the day, those are going to be able to create your mind. I have my own affirmations. I have my own prayers that I read and recite. I say money, 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 every morning, all day. I absolutely do wealth, success, and I I just want to get my mind right so by the time that I come here I have a strong foundation of what I'm trying to do. It's not about all of my fears or all of my doubts or my crooked tooth smile or you know my hair not having enough gel in it or my, I don't have eyeliner on today or I don't paint my nails. I don't want to worry about that. I want to worry about how I can be able to serve clients, who my clients are, what their needs are, how can I learn, how can I grow, how can I build. I'm that nerd that I sit up all night long. You know what I was doing on Saturday night? What's that? I was learning ClickFunnel. Mm. That's that's a good business though. Man. I'm saying I wish I had that. Man. You got that. You can't help but lose. I, mean, I even know. You can't lose. You can't lose. I didn't even know how deep that thing went. For $300 a month, yeah, you better believe it. But I sat there and played with the free trial. Right. And I was in there like creating domain names and ideas and landing pages. But now something has just changed in me. It's like that's my that's my entertainment. Right. I don't even have a TV. Right. I gave my kids my TV because I don't watch TV. I mean... And so this is this. this is something like you do like three out of the seven days in the week? No, every day. Every No, and now it's it's so embedded in me that it's every day. I actually Saturday I made myself go see a girlfriend so I could get outside and have some social activity. 
and I got sleepy and bored over there. So I went home, took a nap, and I got up, and literally, I was on SoundClick, I mean, excuse me, on uh, ClickFunnels probably from 7 o'clock that night till midnight. So it's a daily thing. It is. It is. And if it's not, I'm looking on Instagram, and I'm trying to figure out what posts are there. If it's, I mean, it's become part of my habits. It's my lifestyle. Those are the things that give me joy. And I know that they build my business. And if they build my business and I'm helping people. And if I'm helping people, then I'm able to create more wealth in this world. And that's what my ultimate goals are. So I'm going to take you to get some chicken on Saturday. I had some Popeyes today. It was so good. But uh, no, Saturday I'm going to be in Orlando because. Okay. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. yes. That's, right. that's the other. Sunday when you get back, chicken on me. Brunch. No, brunch club on Sunday. Is it? And that's the other thing. I have. My my schedule is down meticulously, and I had like three canceled appointments, and still I wrote business today, and I was able to continue to get busy, and I had to clap at a chick today at Transamerica again because I did. Man. So you know you serious. So that, you know that's it's real. serious. But I, you know, I had to go and calm myself down and get ready for my next appointment. Right. So those things come up, but you just have to adjust your schedule, your life, and just like all right. You take a moment, you process it, you go through keep it. Keep moving. And then you keep moving. You get ready. You start figuring out, what can I do to take me to the place that I really want to be? Release that. Absolutely. Could you handle that? Could you handle those interactions, though, without your daily routine? Oh, no. With, without your practical application? Oh, no. Carrie, no. what are some of the Not practical applications you apply? I think the biggest thing that you have to do is be positive. Oh, yeah. To me, that's positive. the most simplest, easiest thing to do. Make sure you're being positive. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I say good morning every morning on Facebook is because it's positive to me. It, like I said, it may not reach everybody, but there's somebody who needed that. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes when I go past the good morning and I put a little positive phrase up there because you know what? Somebody might need to hear what you say. If now, it's going around. People joking with it, talking about, I don't know who needs to hear this. Mm-hmm. And they'll have a joke behind it, which is cool, but it's true. It's positive in its own little way mm-hmm. because it's making someone laugh. Right. I feel like if you can bring up people's spirits, that should help you as far as overcoming self doubt, putting yourself in position because it should give you uh, reaffirmation. Okay. That, hey, somebody. Is watching it, and that's what people don't understand. It doesn't matter if you get one like or a thousand likes, somebody is watching all the time, mm-hmm. good or bad. They're mm-hmm. watching you. You know why? Majority want to see you fall, other people need you, and then you have just that few in the middle that just rock with you, and they're gonna be there. Period. Lock arms with me, I got you. So it's just a thing where you have to stay in line and stay in focus and you have to get past, oh, why don't they like it? Why don't they understand? It's not about that. And that when you're asking why they're not liking it, that's basically you being selfish. That's basically you looking for a way to always just, you need self-affirmation from other people to make yourself feel better. You should, it should be that way. You should feel better. By giving that positive energy to other people and seeing other people moving along off of your energy. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, th- thanks for sharing. So, so Edward, do you have anything that you like practice on a daily basis that you apply, you know, that's helped you out? Or, I mean, well, you it's, say it, that. there's no I pressure. I mean, ain't got this clean tie on. <laughs> Wear the tie. Oh, yeah, you sharp as a sharp as a tack. Go ahead. Cast it clean. Well, um, I ask questions every day. Okay. Um, I ask myself questions, but I also ask people, uh, people that are in places that I would like to be um, questions, um, such as, you know, right now, you know, I work a job that I went to school for, um, was blessed to get that job, um, but eventually I want to, like I said, you know, like I said, I want to be, become my own boss but right now uh, you know I ask those questions on how do they get you know how do they get to that you know get to that position you know what do they do you know how long did it take them you know what what were the tactics that that they took 
you know, so, you know, I kind of ask those questions every day and ask myself, you know, am I willing to do it? You know, is this what I want to do? You know, is this another route that I want to take? And I also ask myself as well every day, um, where do I want to go to grow? You know, me being from here, yes, I would, you know, I love Knoxville. Knoxville is my home. But I always, I always ask myself, you know, where is the next place I want to go to grow myself? And then, then you know, I want to come back here and grow, you know, grow Knoxville because after I've grown. So that's, that's the main question I ask myself every day is where do I want to go to grow? Right. So you alluded to asking people that are they're where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, do you make do you make the occasion to ask them ever, you know, what are some of the mistakes you made? What are, you know, to figure out, to kind of help you along the way? Or has, has anybody just, when you ask them, have they been forthcoming with, you know, before I tell you about how I got where I got, let me tell you how to avoid the pitfalls. Have, are, are people more willing to share that information? Or do you find people are more guarded with that information? I kind of, when I, when I see somebody kind of guarding themselves when they're answering that question, I kind of distance myself from that because um, they make try to make themselves like they're perfect. Um, I like to speak to people who have been who, who have been through the struggle, who've been who who've, who've been knocked down, and like saying they got back up, and like like saying you know that's where they are now. So um, I kind of I kind of go by body language. So when I ask that question, and they kind of you know they pause for a second. And you know, think about before they you know think think about before they speak. I know that you know that's not who I want to you know associate associate myself with. So um, that's the biggest thing that I do uh, when I ask the questions is um, I read body language. Right, right, and just take that into account, kind of analyze it. That's very observant. I mean, a lot of people will you know check you out from the from the bottom up, and and you know the best can observe you, and and people don't understand like when you go into situations like job interviews or applications like you were talking about. Uh, Tim, you deal a lot in the banks. People have already sized you up before they've even come in and sat down good. That's true. And and they, you have to be, you know... Perceptive. There you go. And you have to have that same quality when you're trying to get information out of people. And you brought out a very good point that if if you can't be honest with me, how am I ever going to take any kind of roadmap you're trying to give me That's true. to anywhere? What's your agenda? Why, uh, mm-hmm. I look for agenda whenever I talk to anybody. What are you trying to accomplish? Right. And if I can understand what you're trying to accomplish, I might rock with that. Mm-hmm. But when you tell me one thing, but you're really trying to do something else and it don't line up, I got to give pause because I don't give my energy in just any place. Mm-hmm. Got to be coming back. Right. right. So... That leads us into the next subject and with overcoming fear is recognizing a genuine opportunity. And I think you have to get past fear before you can recognize opportunity and and leaning on, again, your experience and your experience, David, your expertise come from that, if you will, about just how do you recognize a fruitful opportunity from one that's just all glitter. Sure. Um, I think a lot of times it comes down to that plan. You having that goal and that plan. Tim talked about it a little earlier where you already kind of had an idea of exactly how you want things to go in your mind before you go, um, before you even take action or you move. I This office in particular, I was pretty much driving around looking for a space. In this area. No, I wasn't. Even, I didn't even start in this area. Okay. But as I was driving around and just burning gas, I was also talking to myself and saying, "This is exactly what I'm looking for in a space. This is the way I want it to be. This is the type of people that I want to be in that office space. This is the type of parking I want. I want to be able to have this. I don't want it to be very traditional, like you know, kind of big box. I want it to be something that has character. And I did not know what that looked like. But I always was, I was just kind of talking to myself and creating that plan. So when I rolled up on it, and I literally rolled up on it and seen the guy, the attorney who came out downstairs to smoke a cigarette. And I almost drove past him. If he hadn't came by and started smoking a cigarette, I wouldn't have stopped to say, tell me about this for rent sign out here. But it actually aligned with 
strangely enough, when I first started this business four years ago, I'd asked my godfather, could I use his building that was very much like this? And they said no to me. So I went ahead and got a couple of other offices in the meantime. But as now I was transitioning to this place, it was just opened up for me. So it was that having a plan. I knew what I was looking for. I knew I wanted a full kitchen. I didn't necessarily just want something that had a microwave and a refrigerator. I wanted to have a full kitchen. So if I did a catering, I wanted to have my conference room. I wanted to be able to have, you know, a space where there were other professionals in here. It's not just a matter of, I just want a, you have to think it all the way through. And in doing so, I think that really helps you to be able to overcome the fear and accept the things that are for you and recognize the opportunities because I was just telling a gentleman earlier today, he said, I want to be able to be rich. Okay, how much is rich? And he was like six figures. I'm like, six figures what? I mean, is that 100000 or is that 700000 Because that's a big difference between six figures. Which one do you want? And, you know, I want to be independent, independently wealthy. Okay, well, great. Well, what does that number look like to you? We have to be define and clarify what our true goals are so then we can spend our energy and focus on that and then they have a better chance of manifesting, becoming true because we know what we're looking for. I think so many people, they keep talking about things that they want. Oh, well, you know, I want health and I want wealth and I, no, 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 no. What is it? Yeah. I, I want to like? be, I want to be 110 pounds. I want to have a blood pressure of this. I want my AC1, you know, A1C to be that. AC1 that's cool. Yeah. That's where we want to be able to make sure that we have a particular idea. And when we move forward with that plan, with those goals, with those objectives, in a defined, I mean, Napoleon Hill, shout out again, definiteness of purpose, know exactly what you're looking for, and then you walk along that path. Now, there may be some room for flexibility, because I am upstairs. I, I don't necessarily think that I said in particular that I wanted to be upstairs, but I also I have to look at it, like Carrick said, from a positive mental attitude. It's good for my booty. So I, for me to come up and down them steps is good for my glutes. <laughs> right, right. And, and you see see the best in it. Absolutely. You know, it, it's it's not an opportunity. You, you didn't change the method. Absolutely. And I don't have to go work out you with just, my brother. Right. Shout out to my brother. Um. Yeah. Want to say Atlas, say word film. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the intro music for... Yes. For this podcast. Yes, he, he blessed us with the it intro really for nice. the yeah, podcast. Yeah. I like yeah. the Yes, too easy. So, so Tim, same, same question. Opportunity. How do you recognize that? <laughs> Opportunity versus, like I said, glitter or fluff or, you okay. know, just something in the wind or. Yeah. For me, I'm a visual person. So, uh. When I recognize when it comes to recognizing opportunity, it comes to what do I already have envisioned for the direction I'm trying to go. Okay. So if I'm already looking to go to a direction, I'm looking at opportunities in that format. Like with well, this opportunity to get me there. Uh, even currently, I've been looking for opportunity, and when I say looking, I see opportunity sometimes. Now that's not going to work. I spend a lot of time thinking things through, so it's easier and a lot cheaper to think an ideal through, mm-hmm. and then to go through it and live the life, waste of time, waste of energy. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, uh, give me a week, let me think it through. I come back, I tell you every problem I see with it, and I tell you a solution how we can bypass that problem. Right. Because I have such a strategic plan, it kind of alleviates fear. Right. Because I walk it through and visualize it. Actually, when I make a plan, I go to the end of the plan. Mm-hmm. And I work my way back. Mm-hmm. Takes a little time. Right. But I start identifying what are the problems. And as I identify the problems, what's the solution? What's the potential solution? In business, it's not necessarily uh, a hit and miss. It's what can I turn the miss into a hit? How can I continue to hit? Mm-hmm. So... I, I got a framework of thought when it comes to opportunities. Uh, some opportunities I pass. A lot of my friends, they call me, they say, what do you think about this? And they don't like it because real quick, I identify every problem they didn't see. But that's a gift. And I've done that out of practice. Every business I think about, I mean, as people talk, mm-hmm. as, as you talk about your situation, I start identifying, okay, this is where you're going to mess up. This is going to be a problem. Greatest gift. 
But if you're receiving information and you don't want to hear it, I think you got to be open to hear. Right. Uh, or even open to see because your mouth I think close and open them ears up. Well, like even 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 yourself, even with your own ideal, you can be so pumped and you can invest it too quickly mm-hmm. into an ideal and start going down that wrong path and think, uh oh, I done told everybody I was going down here. Mm-hmm. I guess I got to keep going, right? No, stop. If you was driving to Texas and you was headed towards California, you need to stop that vehicle. You need to turn it in the right direction. If we're going to do that in a car. We need to do it in life. The moment you recognize you're not in the right place, stop. Right. Reevaluate. Be free enough to say, uh, Mama, I told you I was going to do this, but it changed. Because we change as people. Mm-hmm. Everybody we get around brings something different and bring another idea. So I bounce my ideals off of other people. Mm-hmm. I like to keep a little bit of a group. I like to share my situation to say, hey, I had this problem, and this is how I handled it. Just to let you know if you have that kind of problem, or even, it don't have to be the same kind of problem. If you have any problem, run it by me. I got you. And I say that to the people at the table and the people listening to the podcast. And that, that's the beauty of a little bit of uh, business relations or what Tim is talking about. It's practical for life and business. It's called playing devil's advocate. It's, it's you know, you have this great idea and the group is happy about it. Somebody in the group has to have enough courage to say, well, I see this, this, and this. If you cannot, you know, rebut everything that that person comes back with, then you don't have a solid idea. And that just encourages work, again, overcoming, you know, potential issues that, you know, somebody may see down the road and take advice from people who are a little further down the road, who have done more than what you've done. Be open, like he was saying, being receptive um, to constructive criticism and you know i wanted to direct it back towards you for just one moment Carrick, about the i guess fear of what people would say and and do you think that you you are past that now or does that still pose a problem for you as far as when you put your original work out i think i'm past that as far as putting that out for the world to see Right. I mean, if I want somebody to see it, I go ahead and I post it to Facebook. So is it fair to say the repetition helps yeah, with it's repetition, but it's also you working on yourself. Okay. You telling yourself, "Look, man, you can do this." Right. You can't worry about what everybody else is going to say because people. It's like the saying goes. People, everybody has a butthole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. You think people got two opinions? Go yeah. But it, it, it doesn't, it's, it's what you doing, what you do with that opinion. Right. If you let that opinion run you. Right. Or if you say, you know what, maybe there was some truth to that and maybe I can use it and grow from it. Or that person just wants to hear themselves talk. Right. And a lot of the times that's what it is. Somebody wants to hear themselves talk. Right. Somebody wants to say, it's like with our uh, podcast, we were reading through, the, we were, uh, when we first started, we were reading through the comments after like the second or third show, and we were like, okay, the numbers are getting up, man. There was a guy that got on there, and he was like, these guys act like they know what they're talking about. Some of the stuff they say is true, but they're just fluffing, blah, 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 and another. I took a screenshot of it, and I sent it to Brian and Allen, and I said, Y'all see this dude talking junk. And and Brian was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. I said, but guess what? We got him talking. Mm-hmm. You know what? You, you paid it enough attention. You want to put that on there. You're talking about it. And then when you go back to it, he deletes it. So that's just somebody that wants to talk, wants to be seen, and wants to try to influence somebody else just because he's talking. No, you're not going to stop anything. We're still here. It's like people, they uh, get online and like, man, y'all not playing my stuff. Like, we have a system. And we're going to stick with that system. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, that's fine. You got two options. You can hang out, wait your turn like we ask, or don't come back. You know why? Because we're still going to be doing this the way we want to do it. Right. 
you're not going to stop that. Right. And so you, you all, I guess, refuse to be, you know, I guess, opposed or have any obstacles prohibit you from moving forward. This is, here's the thing. Again, you can have your opinion, and that's fine. But don't think that your opinion is going to be the say-all, and right. you're going to stop somebody from doing something. It's like me telling you, I don't think you should DJ. There's no longevity in DJ. I just really met you. I know your family and stuff, but I just met you. Should that be the reason you stop DJing? Some people of do. Of course not. You gotta be strong. You know why? Because you, from just listening to you talk, you have all the confidence in the world in your skills. You probably know music back and forth. You probably know how to mix, blend, and do everything that needs to be done to make a party still go or steadily go. So you have that in there. Don't never let you can't let anybody knock you off that. But also on the point where you're talking about as far as looking at good stuff. Here's one thing that I want everybody to know. Don't look at it just from a money perspective. Make sure you're looking at it as far as something you love and enjoy to do. The reason I say this is if you stay money hungry, you're going to have to work 10 times harder to get to where you want to go, in my opinion. That's why I'm over here working. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you have to do a lot of extra stuff that you really wouldn't have to do if you do something you love. Your energy level that you have to use for something you love, it's nothing really. You know why? Because you enjoy doing it. Right. It's like when we first started doing the stuff with the Red 5 crew shooting videos. It wasn't nothing to us to go do it. You know why? We put in 8 to 12. No problem. Stop, get something to eat, get something to drink as far as a little water or something, and we're going to keep it moving. You know why? Because we enjoy doing it. But I can go to the U.S. Cellular, get on that phone, sit down there talking to these people, and I swear to God it feels like the end of the world to me. You know why? Because I'm tied to a line, I'm listening to people, and they're talking over and over again about situations, and I know it's important to them, but you have to be there. To constantly hear it, hear it, and it's not something that I'm just super excited about. So how do you put yourself, and speaking to you personally, how do you put yourself in a position to pursue your passion? You got to be willing to sacrifice things. You have to be willing to do the work without the pain. And when I say that, when we started out, we're, we're not getting really paid. In all honesty, everything started out from Brian having an idea Wanted to do it. He was investing the money as far as equipment and everything. And we talked. We told him, "I'm here to help you in any way I can." My situation, I just can't drop my job because I have to have insurance for my kids and my responsibilities. But regardless, I'll put in my eight hours. And you say you need me somewhere, I'll be there. Now, was it always easy to do? Was it rough sometimes? Yes. It was some things where it got, I was at the point where I'm like, I'm tired. But the thing about it is, I had to start thinking about it as far as the bigger picture. You have to think about what's going to be at the end of the road if you continue to work. And have, has there been times that I've, I've fluffed off on it? Of course. Has there been times where I was just like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this. Or I don't know if this part of it is for me yeah it's been there done that but I've also seen where I've said to myself you have to do this to make this better it's like learning how to use the software to do the podcast learning how to go back and forth between the screens setting up for the videos and doing all this stuff again first time doing it this is what you see at the table and Ryan says, are you going to be able to do this? Because my hand is just shaking. After about 30 minutes ago, though, it was cool. Why? I had to get it out of my system. But I could have easily said, you know what? I can't do it. You go ahead and do it. But that didn't happen. Right. So. And that by overcoming that fear, you got to a, a state of confidence. So 
and the overarching theme of overcoming fear. I mean, we've all shared uh, personal situations and how we overcame them. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, removing self-doubt and getting focused on the task at hand or the end goal, you know, depending on what you have to do to reach your long goal. You have to hit those short goals along the way. Along the way, you'll be able to recognize opportunity and, you know, knowing something is, is just fluff. You'll hear people when they speak, how they answer questions you ask them, what information they give you, like Edward was saying, body language, how people are shifting, how people are talking. Those are things when you focus your energy, you can be perceptive to that and not uh, miss any opportunities. And as David said, daily, 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 has to be daily. Start in the morning. You know, one thing I want to share is I get my feet on the floor when the alarm clock goes off.